your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news? Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It is our daily podcast on everything happening throughout the NHL. Subscribe and listen every day for a quick look at the biggest stories happening every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Zach Zeman is back and we look at some questions the Minnesota Wilds still have yet to answer in the offseason. We'll also talk about... Some intriguing potential line pairings for the Minnesota Wild. We'll talk about the potential to go after a top center still and much more. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering your Minnesota Wild. And I bring in my guest tonight, Zach Zeman. Zach, good to have you back on the show. What is up? I'm happy to be back. That's all I can say. Um, not too much has, has been up recently in the past couple of weeks, but, you know, we got school starting here about later this week, so that's pretty exciting. Summer's coming to an end, unfortunately, but that does mean the hockey season's right around the corner. Let's go. <laughs> Thank the Lord that we yeah. are uh, we are getting closer and closer to the end of the off season. Feels like the off season just started, but at the same time, when you have a season that stretches a little bit, you get that shorter off season, and we love it. Full slate of games coming back, the 82-game schedule, the normal schedule all coming back, but we get some time to discuss all of that at some other point. There's time. There are still a few things that this Wild team has to get resolved um, as we navigate through the off season, and so I thought it'd be a good time for us to just kind of look at some of that stuff try to hash it out a little bit. And I want to start with one of the most intriguing things I think that uh, has happened. And I believe this was in Michael Russo's article for The Athletic, in which it sounds like Dean Evason has a pairing similar to Kaprizov and Zuccarello in mind that he wants to see this year. And that combo is Kevin Fiala and Freddie Goudreau which is interesting. Now, some Fiala news. The Wild filed for arbitration with Fiala. And so just just for people who are not curious as to what that means, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I had no idea what it meant. So a little digging. And basically what it means is that uh, if the Wild do not get any sort of resolution with Fiala, an independent arbiter will set the salary amount that, uh, that Fiala makes. The Wild, I believe, at least in other sports, the team files one salary figure, the player files another, the arbiter picks the salary, and then Fiala has the option to pick whether he, go, he is at that number for one or two years. So it's, you know, it's more of a finale, uh, finality than anything else. I've seen a lot of people suggest this means that the process is going to get moving. This is also insurance for the Wild in the event that they don't, you know, come to an agreement. They can still continue to work on it um, as the season progresses, things like that. So it's more so just insurance for the Wilds. Uh, but 
at the end of the day, I think we're all still very confident that both deals with uh, Fiala and with Kaprizov end up getting done at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm still I'm still pretty confident in both of those happening. I, it's it is really unfortunate to see the Fiala resolution come down to the arbitration, and uh, you know it sucks that they couldn't get it you know on on the same stage there. But yeah, I mean we saw Kaprizov living it up in Russia the other day. Uh, so, you know, he's still living his, uh, summer life, the off season life, but I'm pretty sure he'll get back into these negotiations soon. I'm pretty sure they may never have stopped. I mean, don't get me wrong, Yeah, but yeah, I, I still believe, you know, the wild will still, uh, sign both those guys and we'll have them for next year. The wild will have them for next year. Um, but yeah, that, uh, the Fiala and Goudreau, I, I, that line seems pretty intriguing to me as well. I mean. You know, I, if I'm correct, they both played in Nashville together, which yes. is one of the huge reasons he believes that they'd be good together, which I, hey, I'm, I'd love to see that happen. I mean, it's always good testing when you get the opportunity to put the same guys who played together back on the same line. I think what, what can go wrong? They both know each other and, you know, there's that. So I believe, uh, yeah, that, that'll be good. I, I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we have, there's a lot of other mixing around we can do like we did last year and. Yeah, there's a lot that can happen here. Well, th- so this this tells me a couple of things. Some are good. Some are not particularly, well, not as good. Um, this tells me, and we'll talk about it a little bit later here in the continued pursuit of a top-line center. But this tells me that at least at this point, unless the Wilds completely like alter their center lineup, I think Victor Rask is still going to be that guy that is with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So that's one thing I'm not I'm not super thrilled about it, but at the same time, you know, you could end up getting a little better production from him going into the final year of his contracts. So that could certainly I, help. I feel like yeah, it's it's not like the best thing that could happen, but I mean, we saw what they did last year. Obviously Rask is like the the dragging anchor of that line, but I mean, if you, I mean, if you have that line like you did last year, I don't think there's much motivation to change it. I feel like the Wild have gone with Rask here. They believe in him, and they haven't moved him around too much. So I, I do believe that they know what they're doing with that. And as it, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that they couldn't put up the numbers that they should have in some people's cases. Um, yeah. But I believe that. I mean, if you see it the year prior, I, there's not much you can do. And, or there's not many expectations you can have with switching around for the next season. I think it's a good, you know, balance. It's a good, like, confident line that you can have moving in next year. There's not too much juggling, uh, just, like, one solid line. I think that's pretty nice. So. Yeah, and this this also tells me, too, is that, you know, there are a lot of different possibilities that exist for the bottom six. And tell you what, this is a what we call a professional tease. Next, we will talk about – Exactly that. Those potential options for the Wild for their bottom two lines. That is next here on Lockdown Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is gearing up for the stretch run, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your favorite UFC and MMA action, too. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game 
as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our conversation with Zach Zeman here on Locked on Wild, and we're going to talk about the potential for the bottom two lines for the Minnesota Wild coming into this season. And so, Zach, as we talked about uh, before the break, Goudreau and Fiala seems like a combination that Dean Evison wants to use. You've got Kaprizov and Zuccarello and probably Rask at this point. You've also got Erickson Eck, Greenway, and Felino. So you have the fourth line and one member of the third line to mix and match. And so a couple of interesting possibilities that this screams to me. It leads me to believe that the Wild will either have Marco Rossi centering Kevin Fiala's line or Nico Sturm. Interesting. Um, like when, like we said, if we have Goudreau and Fiala on the same line there, the left wing, yeah. I mean, we could see even Boldy there. We could see Sturm there. We could see, I don't know. It, it all depends on who goes well with Hartman on the fourth. Hartman so, is also another part of this that yeah. we need to uh, – yeah. We need to keep in mind because he has the versatility to play center as well. And he seemed like he seemed like he had some pretty good chemistry with Fiala in the playoffs, albeit there was not a whole lot of chemistry with the third member of that line, um, which was a rotating was a turnstile. So what if you would say go Fiala Hartman Goudreau? And yeah. Boldy Rossi Sturm. Yeah, and then Bukestead's out of there. Bukestead <laughs> would be injury insurance and would yeah. be a guy that you'd rotate in when players needed off days. Yeah, I can definitely see. I love how we're assuming that Boldy and Rossi are going to make this team. We still have training camp and we still have a lot of other things to happen. So right, I bet right. this training camp is going to be so competitive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Everson's got some things to do here. I mean, you have these two studs, you know, coming into this league, uh, and Rossi is healthy finally, and now I get Boldy, who's been like literally in warm ups with these guys, and you know, it's all about where does he fit in. I I do believe Boldy will get the cut here, and he'll go up, and maybe the third line. I believe that'll be a solid fit for him, mm-hmm. maybe next to Hartman and Fiala. I don't know, but they said, I mean, if if Everson's talking about Goudreau and Fiala already, I mean, heck. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for that, but it's just about where does Boldy fit, and then where does Rossi go? Who does Rossi yeah. kick out of this lineup? You know, it's just it, it, a, a lot of stuff. A lot of players going to have to adapt to like newer positions. Almost, I feel like I don't know. I just it's going to be a lot of mix matching than these basic lines we have right now. So the other th- we're discounting the the top line that I want to see, and I don't know if yeah. we'll ever see it. Kaprizov, Sturm, and Fiala. <laughs> <laughs> the fastest line in NHL Just history. Just bring okay. the chaos. Yeah, Give me the action. chaos. But I feel like we would need the depth, though. We just need the You're depth. You're right. Every hockey team doesn't do that for a reason, and it just yeah. shows them. 
people you just can't have that in your lines. It, it, it's really unfortunate, but it, it is what it is. It's all it's all about the game of building a a, a nice depth, deep roster, and you know you go from there. So teams have to sweat a lot having a player like Kevin Fiala on your de facto third line. <laughs> it's uh, it's nightmare fuel. The only team I think that can say that they have done something similar is probably the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they're yeah, like right. seventy million dollars over the cap. So. The Wild definitely have depth in other positions. The center, the center spot's still a little iffy. I mean, I feel like we kind of had a pretty um, underwhelming free agency. I feel like we were kind of focused on Nick Foligno too much and yeah. didn't focus on any other positions and, and needs and wants. But it is what it is. You move on and you you deal with the lineup you have. I like how they did go after. You know, they got Goligoski replacing Suter there. I mean, I don't want to go too off track from what we're doing, but. It, it, I don't know. There's definitely a couple other players that need to fit in this lineup uh, with the absence of Parisi and, you know, Suter leaving. So there's definitely, there's still just a lot of debate and a lot of mix matching. We'll just have to see what Everson does here come training camp. Yeah. And that's like, I, I think that's one of the things that's most fascinating is like, okay, you have new additions to your roster. Well, what are the line pairings going to look like? And, you know, we can do a fair share of that on the defensive side, too, because, you know, like you said, Goligoski's coming in, probably going to be on that top line, at yep. least at this point. Um, and then, you know, you've got uh, you got Brodine and Dumba. And that third line is going to look a lot different this year with Kalen Addison and uh, Dmitry Kukulov. Kulikov. Kulikov? I have not. I don't know. We'll I, I've said Kukulov in five consecutive <laughs> shows, and I hate it because because that's spelled. not how it is. I did that with Spoked uh, last week, and I just I can't get it out of my head. It's K-U-L-I-K-O-V. Welcome yeah. to the team. Kulikov. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, wish, we'll get there. Yeah, I wish I could just – I wish my eyes could just tell my brain, like – there's no yeah. second K, you <laughs> moron. But I don't know. A lot of people do that. A lot of people mispronounce a lot of weird names and completely different spellings. But yeah, it's it's funny to think about. I have some level of dyslexia. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure exactly which, but I do that when I am typing passwords into my computer or reading things out loud or any number of things like playing Madden on Xbox and it says right. hit a, and I hit Y <laughs> and it's like, what's going on here? But yeah. it's just how it works sometimes. Do you think, um, Everson has like the lines we believe in, like already stapled out and then he'll go from there. Or do you think he has just a blank sheet of paper and he'll just go, this is what I believe is right after training camp, and this is what we're going with. Do you think he's just going to completely throw a wrench in it, or does he have a kind of a default? I think he has – I think he has an idea of what he would like to see happen for the season, but I got to pull up – one of our regular contributors, Brett Marshall, had an interesting uh, quote tweet earlier today. Let me see if I can find it. Brett Marshall's a (laughs) boot. Like, this was from – I believe this was from Russo's athletic article as well. And the thought being potentially breaking up Jordan Greenway, Erickson Eck, and Marcus Foligno. So Erickson Eck maybe gets uh, elevated into the lineup. And uh, it seems as though Dean is willing to let that happen during like 
training camp during the preseason just to see if it works. So I think it's, I would like to imagine that he has like the Vikings draft board, like the magnet one and he's got the names and he just is like, okay, let's try this and put these here and let's try this and this. Yeah. I bet it's a big like whiteboard with magnets all over it, and you definitely mix matching them. Pretty much every, and I never played uh, hockey in high school, but I, you know, I worked with coaches and uh, and such um, in the media realm, and every coach that I talked to had the whiteboard with yeah. like <laughs> the line combos. It just oh, yeah. it seems like just a staple. It is. I don't think it'll ever go away, to be honest. It's a great visual. I mean, even everyone can see it. it's huge and you know, you just I love that. So Yeah, that's just great. that's just the way to do it. We'll tell you what, let's uh let's finish up with uh, some other potential things for the wilds to look at here. Maybe a top line center. More on that it's coming up here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And wait while the person behind the counter orders all the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. This summer, Built Bar is helping you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has amazing flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you're asking me my favorite, it's got to be the raspberry. But if you're not sure which one you want, get the mix box, where you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bar is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Plus, get this, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Seth Topol joined by Zach Zeman. And Zach, let's talk about the other question mark because we really haven't done anything with it yet. They still could potentially do something with it. The center position, are the Wild set? Are they going to make a trade? Jack Eichel, other names that they could maybe go after as well. Where do you sit as of today? Do we trade for Jack Eichel, give up whatever they're asking for? Do we hold off for the medical records concerning you? Do you make the trade? If you are Bill Guerin and the Sabres call and say, let's get this done, is it deal or is it no deal? Uh, I mean, it all depends on their asking price. Yep. We've 
it, that's literally it. If I mean, I'm totally fine with his medical health. I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I believe that if the Wild were to acquire him, he would get surgery and the year would be over for him. And then we just, you know, kind of push into next year, the next season. Um, as of now, if, if they're not moving with, or if they're, the negotiations of the asking price isn't moving much, absolutely not. I yeah. feel like we've, the Wild have moved on from that with, with free agency and their focus is on free agency. Um, you know, and Freddie Goudreau we brought in. I mean, obviously he's not the center we're looking at right now. You can totally tell. Um, but I bet you Billy G is kind of, you know, still, you know, like slithering in there and slithering out and, you know, kind of getting them tempted and not. And, you know, I bet, I bet they're going to, they're going to come down with the asking price. It, it, like I said, only if it only depends, I don't even know what I would give up for Ico right now. It's like, I agree. I, I just think that if we were to acquire Ico, we would have to, you know, essentially say, well, there goes the year because he's going to get surgery and then we'd have to kind of push into next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, what do you think here? It's it's a dicey proposition, and I bet if we tracked back to when these rumors first started, there were maybe two weeks where I was like, you have to do it. And every day since then, up until now, which has probably been three months at this point, I have changed my mind every day. Like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, today is Jack Eichel day. Let's make this happen. Right. Give up the prospects, give up the picks, whatever it takes, make it happen. And then the next day I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if we really need to do this. I, I just, just think, I just think the, the fact that it's taken this long to come up with a solution to trade him away with from yeah. Buffalo to any team almost is like crazy. And and like, it, I feel like it would have been done months ago if it was the right deal for any team. Like, I, I definitely believe that the Sabres are just, not budging and any team is just going to be like, like, why aren't you asking? Yeah. Obviously you want him gone. Like, or or like, I don't know. I don't know. He's appealing, but the fact that it's taken this long to come to an agreement with any team is just crazy. And the fact that we as journalists are still talking about this and like, Oh, would you do it after free agency? I would have done it (laughs) before free agency. So then we can focus on building around him. You know, I think, just way too late in the process and the timeline that it's just going to become a, not a fun scenario for any team. Almost. Well, and here's like, here's the other thing. So do the Sabres like, do the Sabres drop the asking price a little bit and they say now, okay, instead of, you know, instead of Marco Rossi, give us Matt Boldy and Jesper Wallstead, who we just drafted. Uh. Like, I don't know if I go that route either. So it's just, it's an absolute, it's a disaster. Buffalo just continues to like, they traded everybody else. And so they're clearly in a rebuild. And yet it seems like they're going to have Jack Eichel be the one that is running Mm -hmm. a team that might be worse than the squad that they threw out on the ice last year. And so do they lose 20 games in a row? I mean, they've made some moves, but yeah. at the end of the day, Buffalo is still Buffalo, and they're not going to be going up against the same teams, the same seven teams all season this year. They're going to be going up against everybody. So they'll match up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They'll match up against... Um, yeah, literally every team. Everybody. Yeah, so, I mean, the only way... The only uh, 
direction you can go is up, as the saying is. But we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. Um. It, the other the other side of this coin is: Do the Wild make a move for a lesser, slightly lesser talent? Um. Somebody that they could bring in at a lesser cost not going to cost as much from the salary cap perspective. Christian Dvorak, of course, is the name I'm talking about because there were rumors uh, swirling. Elliot Friedman, I think, uh, was the initial one who had the list of teams that have checked in on Dvorak and the Minnesota Wild were one of them. So yeah. here's here's my biggest question, though, with this, is it's the same question I had for... Um, signing Jewel Erickson Eck to the extension. Not that I don't like the extension, but is Dvorak going to come in and be that number one center, or are you just giving yourself a second, second line center and therefore then not solving the big issue? Yeah, I mean, the thing I see out of this is who is going to get kicked out of this lineup if Dvorak comes in? You know, I... I I mean, you can't go with Rask if you just said that, you know, that's the line that you like. I mean, Goudreau you just picked up, but why would you yeah. sit him after you just signed him? I mean, there's a lot of weird things happening here. I feel like, I mean, we don't know when the Wild reached out to him. Maybe it was before they signed Freddie Goudreau. Maybe. I, you never know. Uh, but I don't know. Obviously, the numbers coming out of the Arizona Coyotes with Christian Dvorak aren't going to be super intriguing and and like good to see a lot of people compare him to Victor Ask on this lineup. And you never know who he's going to be with this team. It, it just, it's just a, almost a coin flip, almost just a, I mean, do we add a center here? I don't know. It's just, it's confusing for me personally. I honestly don't think it's necessary anymore after you've got pretty yeah. good. There. Um, I mean, you got Eric Snack, Rask and Hartman, all three guys that are, you know, reliable and all three guys who played last year with this team. So do you want to juggle these lines even more with, with bringing in new people here and the wild succeeded last year. So, I mean, it, it just, it, it's all on how much do you want to change from last year's lineup and you know, how far do you want to go with it? That's what I see out of it. I had a thought. Ooh, this is a doozy. How much of the pitch from Bill Guerin to Kaprizov's camp is get us through one more year of Victor Rask, and then Marco Rossi can be your top line center. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like Caprice. That is that. Do you think that's just the only reason he's not signed yet? Is just because of Rask? I, I don't know. I, I part of me feels like we're all reading too much into that about the whole like, why did you? Why did you match me up with the S-word players, as was uh, apparently uh, rumored that Kaprizov said when he first came to the Wild and they were practicing? (laughs) I don't know if we're buying too much into that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's, It's not that... And again, if anytime anybody asks me what my gripe is with Victor Rask, it's not that he does anything that is overly bad. Yeah. I just feel like if you are a top-line center in the NHL, you need to have a handful of plays per game that really wow people yeah. and are like, okay, this guy, 
this guy has done a couple of things that have taken over this game. I just don't get the sense that Victor Rask can really do that. Like he's much yeah. more he's much more of on a contending team. Like if he was playing on the Tampa Bay Lightning, he would probably be their third or fourth center. If no he's doubt. playing on a contending team, he is a bottom six guy. And we right now are playing him as a top six guy. And so it's a little bit of a disservice to him being asked to do that much. At the same time, he's not doing much to further like warrant that playing time. I wonder if they're putting him up on the top six just because of the fit. I don't necessarily believe it's because of the talent he has, but rather who he's playing with. I don't like with so we can put other centers down and have like other steady lines. Just I yeah, I mean Kaprizov and Rask are almost completely different players. And and when it comes down to it, Kaprizov is just like, dude, I cannot carry this guy. Yeah. Any longer. This is so frustrating. I can definitely see how frustrating it is for him. But I don't know. I still think he's going to resign here. and Or not resign, but sign back, and we'll see what happens. I, I do believe he'll get back here. Yeah, he will. And I, I don't know. Like, I may have just been kind of grasping at straws, but I feel like that's part of the pitch. No, it definitely is. It's, from Garen. It's, it's something there, but I don't think it's what they're focusing on. I think right. it's just a long-term deal. Yeah, it's – it's a long play. We're uh, we we gotta worry about the hand at hand because we have like a seven two offsuit and we're trying to convince Kaprizov and his agent that we've got pocket kings. Yeah, I might not be the best guy for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm awful at gambling, but I throw I throw references in whenever I can. I'm so no, I'm no GM here. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's a good spot to leave things here for tonight. So uh, as always, Zach, thank you for the time. We'll check in with you. Uh, again here uh, within the next few days just to kind of see where things are at. And we'll talk more wild topics as well. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. We are continuing with the Monday through Friday format. Uh, Most of the rest of the shows are going to three days a week, but I think with the momentum that we had in the month of July, we're just going to keep cruising through. At some point, we may dial it back, but not now. We're having too good of a time. So, yeah. Make sure to follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well at Locked on Wild. And you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.